Hello and welcome to How About Them Huskers. My name is Will Noda Francesco, and I'm joined, as always, by my grandpa, Husker Dan, from Husker Max, in the beautiful city of Omaha, Nebraska. Grandpa, how are you this fine March uh, Monday afternoon? I guess yes. it's evening where you guys are, but uh, it's it's kind of crazy. It's already March. We got March Madness starting. We wanted to delay this a little bit. Sorry it didn't come out on Sunday for you guys, but we wanted to wait until the matchups came out for the WNIT tournament and also the NIT and uh, Selection Sunday and all that went down. So we wanted to get a full scope of basketball talk going on today. Grandpa... Overall thoughts on how it went for both the Nebraska teams in these with the NIT placement. Well, you got to look at the how the Big Ten tourney went for both teams, and both of them were one and done. So, if yeah. you in Nebraska men's losing to number fourteen seed Minnesota did not help their case. They, of course, are not in the the big dance. I was hoping I didn't. You and I didn't think they were going to be in the NCAA. That would be. No, with a 16 and 16 record, that's not going to cut it. But I thought because, uh, you know, Nebraska had been playing well toward the end of the season. Uh, I think if they had beaten Minnesota, I think Nebraska would have found a way into the NIT. Uh, I, and it's just, it, Fred Hoiberg was just crushed because I think he knew that. I think he knew that he's going to have to get at least one, maybe two wins in the uh, Big Ten tournament and. Couldn't do it. Minnesota, they beat those. I think they beat beat them four times in a row the last four times. I'm not sure of that. But yeah, Nebraska but beat was, Minnesota yeah. the last two times they played them this year, and uh, the third time was the one that kicked them and the one that they needed. So, well, you, you then we're we're going to start our podcast with Husker men's basketball and. You know, you look at look back on it. It's amazing that Nebraska went as far as they did. And, you know, they had a winning record up until the Big Ten tourney. Uh, but they, they lost three key, key players, uh, two of them for the season, and one of them probably would have been available had they made it to the NIT. But Juwan Gary and Emmanuel Bandamel uh, were lost for the season. And, and you those guys are great perimeter defenders. You lose that. And then plus their key defensive player, Blaze Kaida, or Kata, I think I'm not sure. Yeah, Blaze Kata. I was listening to Hell Varsity Radio um, before the Nebraska played Wisconsin, and they said Kata. So yeah, and so it's just like you know, one maybe you can get by, two, three, ah, eh, it ain't gonna ain't gonna work. And, and yeah, probably the the selection committee took that into consideration. They're they're knowing Nebraska's coming in wounded and probably wouldn't go very far but losing to minnesota i think that was the key yeah and that minnesota that minnesota team had not eight or nine wins on the season that's not indicative of how good that minnesota team was that team was that every single game they played in the big 10 was very very close it's they're much similar to the nebraska football of big 10 basketball where they lose every game by like four points so yeah. It was just really unfortunate that Nebraska ended up drawing with them in the first round. I think if Nebraska is drawn with uh, any of the other bottom feeder teams in the Big Ten, they will beat them. Uh, just with Minnesota, that record was not indicative of how they were playing at the moment going into the Big Ten tournament and also what kind of team they were the entire year. Nebraska didn't beat them by more than like six the entire year. So it's just unfortunate. And uh, you'd like to see this team do well. But like to your point, Grandpa, there are three Big Ten teams in the NIT, and it's 
17 and 14 Wisconsin, 17 and 15 Michigan, and 19 go. and 14 Rutgers. Right. If Nebraska yeah. wins one of those, if Nebraska yeah. is 16 and 15 and uh, ends up lose, I mean, winning against Minnesota, and then you lose in the next round, I think you might have a much much better case yeah. for getting into this tournament just because you've been playing so well lately and the story aspect too and you bring in the fans i'm sure i mean it's a business in the end and you put nebraska sports in any tournament you will get a bunch of nebraska fans that come to that thing just because that's how committed yep. nebraska fans are we talked yep. about this last week and so it's just, i mean nebraska the, the men's team have nothing they have no one to blame but themselves for that and i'm i don't i'm not saying that they should be ashamed that's not what I'm saying. I'm not saying that yeah. they didn't, that they deserve, that they fell short of some expectation. No one expected them to be even at 500 by the end of this year. Right. right. That was, that was the biggest surprise. And honestly, I think that kind of secured Hoiberg's spot as the Nebraska head coach, even more than getting into postseason play uh, in the hail varsity radio thing. They were talking about uh, that. I listened to a couple weeks ago before Nebraska played Minnesota they were talking about po- getting into postseason play being vital for Nebraska because it allows this like recruiting. You get more practices. Uh, Mike Babcock, sure. who's been on the show before, he talked about uh, get more practices. Like anytime you can get free practices is better and better and better for your team because you get more practices. And that's what you and I have talked about with Nebraska not getting into bowl games. That you calculated it, they've missed some sixty or seventy practices that all these other teams that have gotten into just a bowl game, just a singular bowl game, doesn't matter what, have got into a bowl game, have had. And that same thing goes for Nebraska basketball. You get into the postseason, any of them, you get a certain amount of practices that are going to be given to you. And you get you don't get those otherwise because they're not allowed to practice because they're not in postseason, so their season's over now. What uh, what do you think looking into next year, uh, the 24 uh, or 23-24 season for – Husker basketball. What, what do you, what do you think is going to happen? Man, we'll have to see. Uh, Sam Hoiberg is going to be big for Nebraska next year, uh, as is Jamarcus Lawrence, who came on really strong at the end of that year. Uh, you get Bandy Omel back, and uh, Gary and CJ Wilcher are going to be back as well, as well as uh, Wilhelm Bredenbach, who was dealing with a little bit of uh, – he had some foot injury, I believe, yep. towards the end of the year. Yep. Um, so that definitely slowed him down. He should have been playing a little bit more, but – it's a strong core. There's a there's a team there that has experience, that has played a lot, that has gone through a lot of adversity. Uh, I'm sure Bandu Allmail is going to be ready to go next year uh, and and start tearing it up like he did before he got injured, unfortunately, this year. Uh, the problem is, team's kind of short on the short side for playing yeah. in Big Ten. You don't have a Derek Walker. Uh, Kese Tominaga is not that tall uh, to begin with, but he scored so much. He was our leading scorer, I believe. Uh, that's not true. Sorry. Derek Walker led the team in points per game with 13. Uh, but still Casey Tominaga could hit threes. Um, Sam Griesel was probably the biggest effort player I've seen from Nebraska in a long time. Uh, he played for, he played really, really well. And that's going to be a huge loss for him. Uh, is probably going to be playing in Japan, which props to him. He deserves it. He can definitely go pro there. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if I see him in the NBA G league at one point. I don't know if that's what he wants to do, but uh, he could definitely make it there. He's a good enough player, and I don't. I, I mean, you're gonna have to fill some big time starters. You get between uh, Walker, Tomanaga, and Griesel. They have 89 starts, and they played for uh, just under 30 minutes every single game on on average. So 
that's a huge, huge loss, and we'll have to see. Uh, you have a question here on our doc. Will 2023-2024 season being rebuilding year? Yeah. I mean, I'll, I'll let you start with that since you posed the question, but I have some thoughts on that. Well, this thing would be pretty different if it were for the transfer portal. So you don't know who is out there, who is available, who can come in and help because they would be playing right away. And, of course, Hoiberg knows that, and, and all the other players who will be entering that transfer portal know that as well. That'll be happening after the, the tournament is over and probably uh, certainly at the end of the of the semester, I think you're going to find out a lot of kids who are going to be moving on. And, you know, I, I, is it going to be a rebuilding year? Yeah, it is. Um, but I don't think they're starting from scratch. I think – I think Hoiberg, Fred, has is, is shown that he can coach a bunch of scrappy, um, tenacious players. And who wouldn't want to be a part of that? Uh, yeah, they need height. They need scoring, uh, especially if uh, Kese doesn't come back. Um, but uh, it, I think it's an opportunity, but it's going to be a rebuilding in, in my view. How, what What are your thoughts? Yeah, I think well, one piece that I, you just – that you don't have on this doc that I maybe I, you know, more better than I do, but uh, blaze Keita, is he entering the draft or is he coming back? Cause he's only a sophomore and he's six eleven. So that could to come back. I think. He's okay. Back. I mean, I hope so, so that could fix part of our height problem because he is six yeah. eleven, Um, and so that could fit, that could fix part of it. I don't think this is going to be a rebuilding year for Nebraska. I think this is, they're going to build on what the legacy that this team left this year. I think that, Nebraska will get into the NIT next year just because they got so close this year and it's that sour taste in your mouth that when you end a season that way, you come back hungrier next year than a team that made it into the NCAA tournament and still lost. You still are like sour about not winning as many games as you thought you were going to, but getting so close to a postseason and not having been in the postseason for such a long time and then missing it because you couldn't play well enough in a game where you needed to step up is going to be something that is going to leave a taste in uh, Sam Hoiberg's mouth, definitely. Um, I mean, I'm sure Bandu Omel's very upset that he wasn't able to play in that game. Uh, Keita as well. And Demarcus Lawrence, too. You, all those guys that have that have been playing in, uh, on the team, it's going to have that taste in their mouth of, uh, we want to go get this, and I'm sure Fred. They all they all love Fred, and uh, Fred knows where this team can go. And I think he was really the only one that's believed in them coming into this year. I don't think a lot of Nebraska basketball fans believed in this men's team coming into this year, and they ended up proving us all wrong with all these injuries. I just it's it's always a it's a game of what if. What if uh, yeah. what if Banduomo doesn't get hurt? What if uh, all these guys don't get hurt? What if Juan Gary doesn't get hurt? It, what if Banduomo and Kieda don't get hurt? Like it's, it's so frustrating that they had these injuries. And we talked about this before the amount you, you will have injuries to key players on a team sure. that is going to happen. The thing is the thing that you need for getting into postseason play is timing luck. And then also injury severity luck where for example, uh, Houston, who is the one of the number one seeds in the NCAA tournament, they're, Point guard Marcus Sasser just got hurt, uh, I believe, in either the AAC semifinal game or the final. That is terrible timing for them because they're seeded as a one seed, but they're missing one of their best players for the entire tournament. Whereas if he got injured three weeks ago, he would have been back for the tournament. 
having two players be injured and out for the year, especially two key players like Juwan Gary and Van Duomel, that is something that is just killer and something you can't control, which is has to be frustrating to the players. I, I, I know it, in my experiences has been extremely frustrating that you get to these games where you need where you need a guy. You you don't need a team in a whole scheme. You can't. There at a certain point in Division One sports, you need a guy. You can't just have a a team of very good players. I'm not knocking any of the players. I'm not knocking Sam Hoiberg. I'm not knocking Sam Griesel. I'm not knocking uh, Tobinaga. I'm not knocking any of those guys. They played extremely well. But at a certain point, you needed <clears throat> Juwan Gary. You needed Emmanuel Banduomel just for matchup purposes and what they can do for your team and how good they are to win games when it comes down to the clutch. So, it, so what do you, what do you think Fred Hoiberg has to do to keep his job after next year? I think he has to make the NIT at least. I think that's probably no I, bar. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, but, but no. losing what he does, losing, losing the players that he does, losing yeah. Tominaga, probably losing Griezel and losing Walker. You'll have to see. I, I mean, I don't know. I think Nebraska fans would be happy if Nebraska makes the NIT uh, and gets maybe to the third round of the Big Ten tournament, maybe to the quarterfinals. You get there, and I think his job's probably fine. I would say it's safe now just because of injuries, and we talked about that before, but it's safe for this next year definitely, and then we'll have to see where it goes from there. If Nebraska tanks next year, I think they should pull the rug immediately and not just be like, oh, well, let's see. He get, he showed you that he can do stuff, that he's a good coach. I don't yeah. think he's going to – I don't think this team's going to flop next year. That's not anywhere close to what I think is going to happen. I think they're going to make the NIT, and I don't think they're going to be challenging for an NCAA tournament spot, but we'll see. Uh, it's The Big Ten's a hard conference to get into the tournament from just because you only have a certain amount of bids, and also winning the conference is the only automatic qualifier. So right. it comes down to how well is your non-conference and that kind of stuff. And how well did you play in conference with your record and all that kind of stuff. So we'll see what it comes down to, but I think that the bar is probably going to be not like a last bid for the NIT. I would say there's the men's NIT, the way it works, they have different seeds. They only, they, they, they seed one through four in each quadrant. I think Nebraska for Hoiberg to have a, certainty that he's going to have a job next year he needs to get one of those one through four spots for nebraska not a random spot in where you just get an invitation and it's an at-large thing uh, i mean i guess they're all at large because of the nit but they need to be in one of those seated spots i think for his job security to be totally safe yeah um it's it's you know this he's had this is his fourth year fourth season and he has He's had basically four different teams, so uh, you know I I love Fred and I hope I hope the heck he uh, can stay on as long as possible. I think he can be a great coach, but you know you are what your record shows that you are, and, and you have a losing record. Uh, we we tend to celebrate a sixteen and sixteen season, and maybe if it got to be seventeen or or eighteen wins. Um, that would be pretty good, uh, but still an NIT bid. This this Nebraska is the only Power Five school that has yet to win an NCAA tournament game. Northwestern was the last one to besides Nebraska, and they won. I think they won a game a year or two ago, and now they're in the tournament again this year. Yeah. So. If Fred ever does that and and takes his team and they get a an NCAA tournament win, 
you know, they'll probably have to rename the uh, the PBA to, uh, you know, Hoiberg Arenas. Yeah, probably, probably, yeah. yeah. The bar is so low and the, 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 uh, the facilities are so incredible for Nebraska. It's like, what, why aren't you winning? And, yeah. and you mentioned three very good reasons and some key injuries that, that you can't. You can't recover from that. You're just not going to. Three, two starters and another guy off the bench who is a defensive specialist. Um, it's it's tough, but you are what you are, what your record says you are, and I I I, I don't know what's going to happen. Uh, Trev Alberts is a very competitive guy, and it'll be interesting to see what happens next year if if Nebraska struggles early on and they're breaking in a new team once again, the fifth one in a row. You know, you wonder if if uh, Trev would pull the plug. I I, I don't know, I, and we can speculate all we want, but we have no idea uh, what's yeah. going on in his head either. Yeah, we have no idea. You're right. You're right. Uh, anything else you want to say about the men's team before we move on to the women's? No, team let's real get quick. on to the the uh, ladies. Ladies, that's some that's some good news. Uh, yeah, women's basketball. Yeah, they did. They're going to be in the WNIT, which I feel like we kind of took for not for granted because it was pretty obvious that they were going to be in just because of one, it's the NIT two They, they're a good team. They were, they were beating good teams. They just kind of choked against Michigan state at the end. Whereas if they probably would have won that game, they shift themselves from the next four out in the uh, ESPN bracketology to maybe last four in to last four out and better their chances of getting into the NCAA tournament, which they unfortunately didn't this year. And I know that's got to be frustrating for those girls on the team, like Jazz Shelley uh, and Alexis Markowski, who were on that team last year that went to the NCAA tournament and ended up losing to a pretty good Gonzaga team who just made it back into the tournament this year. But still postseason basketball for Nebraska. They play on Wednesday the 15th. So in two days from when this episode is going to be coming out at uh, 7 p.m. Eastern time at Pinnacle Bank Arena. If you can go, highly, highly recommend. It's going to be absolutely amazing atmosphere, I bet you. And they're playing Missouri State. Uh, I don't think that's really going to matter at this one who they're playing. I'm pretty sure that Nebraska fans are very excited just to have a home postseason game. I think that's kind of the plus of the NIT. You get that home atmosphere for uh, the the home team in those tournaments, at least in the first round. So, Really exciting for them, Grandpa. What are your thoughts on their postseason? Yeah, I, I think it's it's great. I mean, any postseason has got to be a shot in the arm for Husker fans. We've been down on football and down on men's basketball. Uh, thank goodness for and then last year was not a stellar year for the baseball program either. But thank goodness we've had uh, we've had Husker volleyball. But yeah, I it's just I love just Jazz Shelley. She made all conference all all Big East first team. And that's great to see her get that uh, reward. Um, and she's averaging, what, 14, over 14 points a game. And she and fellow Australian teammate of hers, Isabel Bourne, Izzy Bourne is what they call her. She's at 12.1 points a game. Uh, if those two opt to to leave, because they, both of them could play their COVID season um you know, and if not, you got to make up 27 points a game. And yeah. that's a little tough. Um, yeah. And they're going to lose Sam Hybe. She's at 10.4. So there's there's uh, 30-some points a game that you're going to lose next year. 
Uh, Allison Widener comes back. She's averaging 10.2 points a game. Markowski, as you said, she'll be back. Um, Maddie Cruel. But, um, you know, I, I'm, I'm hoping just selfishly that, that Shelly and Bourne stick around for another year. I, I would love to see that. Um, and a healthy Allison Widener back, that would be great. Um, so who, who knows? Um, we, we can't get beyond Wednesday because uh, we'll just see what happens uh, to Nebraska in that game. Yeah, I agree with you, and I think I don't know if it's selfishly that you're that you're wishing for this back. I'm pretty for for Shelley and Born to return. I think that all of Nebraska, uh, fan, all all of Nebraska fans are hoping that these two return and and bolster this team for next year. Uh, however, you could get some recruits, uh, such as in-state point guard Elkhorn North native uh, Britt Prince, who was named the. Nebraska Girls High School Gatorade Player of the Year, and that's I believe for all sports. If I if they do it the same way they do in Colorado, which I assume they do, um, they pick uh, out of out of all the sports the best girls athlete. I think it might be per sport. I don't remember, but anyway, um, still she's ranked number ten nationally nationally in the twenty twenty four recruiting class. If Nebraska could get her, you might have a really good freshman that could bolster your team even more you bring you put her and jess shelly together that would be oh, uh cheese oh, oh, oh. uh <laughs> i don't want to oh. see i don't i i mean i'd love to see that team i would not want to face that team so uh if if though if if shelly and born come back and they get brit prince this team could oh. be nuts uh, oh yeah in the coming years so oh yeah well we'll see to be sure uh brit wouldn't be pro- playing next year next year. oh you're right you're right you're right i had that wrong but, correct uh, she's a 2024 still, recruit so she would not be still, playing with them, but still you want to i think for next year you're hoping that the huskers maybe get an ncaa so a brit prince and whoever else is out there decides to you know come to nebraska um she is she's i've seen i've been to well i went to one of her games last year i i didn't make it to one this year, but I, I watched your career because a friend of mine's granddaughters play for Millard, uh, or excuse me, Elkhorn North's uh, team. So I've been following them for three years and uh, Prince is averaging, or this past year, she averaged over 24 points a game and scoring almost nine rebounds a game. Are you kidding me? And over six assists a game. That means she's a complete player. She's not a ball hog. She's the, she's the coach's daughter. And you could be put in a situation to just everybody get out of the way and let Britt do her thing. She doesn't do that. She involves everybody. Uh, and, and that is a, they, they're going to go to a, a shot clock this next year in class B. And I think the other classes too, <clears throat> and that won't bother or affect uh, uh, Elkhorn uh, North's team. They, they run and gun. They are fast. They will kill you with speed and quickness and precision and teamwork there there it's that's a great team it really is and they're fun to watch so they've been in in existence for three years and they've won the class b uh title each of those three years i don't know if that's ever happened before in in certainly husker nebraska state history but that's that's pretty cool you got a brand new school usually they suck for the first five years because you know they're just getting leftover players on she comes out there and they win three straight and i think they've lost a total of maybe four games in in uh in the in that three-year time i could be wrong on that but they haven't lost very many games it's uh and then then what they did uh maybe you know this 
<clears throat> last Saturday, they 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 won the the Class B uh, championship, and then Millard South won the Class A girls championship. <laughs> okay, so now okay, well, so what's the matter with that? Well, because uh, Elkhorn North beat Millard South in the regular season. They beat them a Class A team. They went in overtime. Doesn't matter. They beat them. So. This is uh, Ann Prince has done a great job. I hope to visit with her uh, in the near future. She's uh, she's done a heck of a job there. I'm, I'm a big fan of hers and and uh, Elkhorn North. Yeah, definitely, and that would be a huge gift for Nebraska, as we already said. But yeah, that's that's basically all you need to know about Britt. That's uh, I mean, besides, if you want to look at numbers, twenty four points a game, eight rebounds a game, six assists per game. That speaks for themselves. That's uh, that's a top ten national recruit right there. And yeah. um, so, getting her will be. Great. Um, let's move back to WNIT real quick. I don't know if you've looked at the bracket, but if Nebraska beats Missouri State, which I believe they will, I don't know much about Missouri State, but my guess is they will beat Missouri State uh, in that they would play either Northern Iowa or Colorado State. Oh, so, Colorado State. <laughs> who, I, my We're guess calling. is Nebraska would be hosting that game. I don't know how it works for the WNIT. Yeah. I think yeah. it's first and second round might be at the host school, so it might be a yeah. higher seed. But I don't know seeding-wise how this has worked. There's no numbers on the official bracket, so I don't know how that works. But who knows? Who knows if Colorado State gets past the first round. But how far do you think this Nebraska women's team could go in the WNIT? Oh, I don't, I don't really, it depends on which team shows up. The, the one that uh, snockered Maryland and uh, you know, if that, if that team shows up, Holy cow, you know, they, uh, they could be in for a, a nice run. And there's certainly a lot of talent the, the only, only player that they've lost is Allison Widener. And, you know, but they've had a lot of time to make up her loss. Uh, so I don't know if if you wonder you wonder if Jazz and Izzy, uh, you know, if Nebraska makes a long run in that, that maybe they'll just say, "Hey, we're we're not going to come back because we've we've accomplished uh, a lot in our in our career." And maybe if they they go out with a sour taste in their mouth, maybe they'll come back next year. I don't know. I, yeah, I don't know. I so. hope that I hope that their goal isn't to do well in the NIT. It does, the WNIT tournament. Uh, I would imagine that they're upset about not making the NCAA tournament. Right. I don't. I don't right. know. Again, how much? Like as you said, Izzy Bourne is from Australia, so I don't know how much uh, pressure she's getting from home to return sure. home and just come back sure. um, after studying at Nebraska for so long, or if she's planning to live here in the states. I don't know. But if maybe if if she's planning to live here in the states, there's probably a higher chance that she stays just because she doesn't have a reason to go back home. Uh, immediately, but I'm sure she's probably wanting to go back home at some point. Um, what we got two more things to talk about here. Uh, we got Husker baseball and Husker football a little bit. Uh, which do you want to touch on first? Which one's sticking? Let's out? do the Where, baseball. Let's do baseball. All right. It's spring. It's spring. Yeah, <laughs> it's spring. Um, so as we've talked about before, we talked about this last week. Husker baseball began 0-3 and one losing their games uh their the beginning games they got they lost three to san diego state and then sorry to san diego uh they lost three and then they tied them uh and then they swept south alabama and turned everything around they've been nine and one since that point 
and their only loss was to defending national champion number four Ole Miss. They in the process they beat number seven Vanderbilt. They just absolutely beat the snot out of Northern Colorado and Illinois State these past uh, this past week. Uh, we talked about Northern Colorado. Will Bolt that was his first coaching job there. Uh, he beat up on his old coach and his old team. Twelve uh, one. The game ended in seven innings, so that's basically like a mercy rule. Uh, yeah. And then fourteen three. And then against Illinois State. The two games, the third one was supposed to be played yesterday. It got canceled because of the crummy weather uh, and that kind of stuff coming into Nebraska. And the the two games against Illinois State, you had an 8-3 win and a 12-0 win. So it's really nothing but up here for, for Nebraska. They're playing this Tuesday. That, that would be tomorrow uh, against UNO at home. Uh, it's $1 off hot chocolate for those of you that are going <laughs> to Haymarket Park. <laughs> and then... They have a three-game series against Nichols, which just got moved to Manhattan, Kansas, because okay. it is going to be crummy, crummy weather in Nebraska over these coming uh, week, unfortunately. And then next week on Tuesday, they play at Creighton, which is not really an at. It is a verse Creighton because they play basically in the same place. Um, it's just an hour drive. But anyway, uh, what are your takeaways? Do you have anything different from what we said last week? Anything you want to add to what we said last week about this team, Grandpa? Well, I was looking. I compared uh, Nebraska's record through 14 games a year ago with where they are now. They're nine four and one. I think I wrote on there nine three and one, but they're nine four and one. And last year at this time, through 14 games, Nebraska's record was three and eleven. Uh, so. The, you know, Fred is uh, Fred. Uh, Will Bold is uh, excited about his his team, and offensively, they are hitting the team batting average is three thirty four. The opponents are two thirty one. That's you should win a lot of games if you're allowing only you know, that that low of an average. So um, I don't know. It's it's going to be interesting. Nichols uh, State, uh, and I I I'm holding here, and I sent this picture. I just found this going through some files. It's a picture of you when you were nine months old, and it was after the Nichols State-Nebraska game of, of 2000, well, the year you were born, 2006. And we beat Nichols State 56-7, to so somebody had printed that, and you're standing there. You have a Husker football jersey on. The sleeves are down to your wrist, and <laughs> it's so funny. You're just so cute, and uh, so... You began early as a Husker fan. I guess that's my point. I'm trying. Yeah, to make. against against Nichols. So, we'll, we'll hopefully the basketball or sorry the baseball team continues the tradition of beating the absolute crud out of Nichols this coming. <laughs> <year>. so, uh, <laughs> we'll see how that goes. Um, yeah, and this I'm not really worried about this Nebraska baseball team right now. This these next four games, I don't know how good Creighton's baseball team's doing right now. Uh, Looking at, I'm looking for the record right now. But anyway, um, I don't th think they have a huge uh, problem with these next coming games. Nebraska baseball team does, and then you get into uh, their first Big Ten matchup against Illinois at home. Yep, March coming up in late March, and then they go to Abilene, Texas, and play at Kansas State. Um, and then they, and then we start really conference play. You get Michigan, who is probably the best team in the Big Ten by a bit. The Big Ten's not great at baseball, but Michigan has been to a few College World Series in the past and have made it close, won Big Ten championships. I believe they won the Big Ten championship last year. Um, and so, 
anyway, that that Michigan team's good. Then they play Northwestern, and then you we'll we'll talk about the other ones from there. But starting with uh, Michigan in your conference play is going to be a big test for Nebraska. Yeah. Michigan's not ranked currently, I don't think so. We'll see how that goes for them when it when we get there. But that is getting into early April, so we'll talk about that when we get there. But anything else you want to add about? No. The Nebraska baseball team. All right. I think the I think the big the top story coming out about Husker football this week has been the new Hale Varsity lyrics. I didn't even see anything about this. I was very I, I was looking at your yeah. script that you sent me, and I was very surprised. I don't understand why they would change this. I'll tell you, it, and I thought, well, this is going to be a woke issue, and it's it's not really. And I I understand this. I I I'm I'm for the change. Normally, I don't. I don't like change, but it does. The old, the, the old lyric. Yeah, go ahead. Read the old lyrics. Hail to the team, say. the scarlet and cream cheers for a victory. Echo our loyalty. So on mighty man, men, excuse me. So on mighty men, let's triumph again. Fight on for victory. Hail mighty men. Well, the problem with that is when the hail varsity is played at a girls or a women's basketball game or a volleyball game, the men doesn't, that doesn't really fit into the, so the lyrics. So yeah, you want to read the new lyrics? Yeah. Well, and I did want to say the old lyrics also changing it. It seems like a little bit like it's it's a little bit old school, I guess, to a certain point. Just the the language used oh, in yeah, it. Sure. Just when yeah, you're saying like you echo our loyalty, that kind of stuff. Like that's yeah. not something that you're really cheering at sports games now. So I'm I'm for this change for that reason as well too. Um, and also I didn't even think about the. Uh, the men being a problem for yeah. uh, not fitting in, but that makes a bunch of sense why they changed that now. Uh, right. But the new lyrics are hail to the team, the scarlet and cream echo our loyalty. So on U of N let's triumph again, fight on for victory. Hail varsity. I yeah. like that better. I like that a lot better. I, I, yeah. Yeah. Um, I think that flows better. Uh, it comes, it comes out of the mouth easier. So, I don't know. We'll have to see uh, how it goes during the season, but uh, I, I'm not planning on going in a, a game anytime soon, but I don't know. Maybe I'll be out there for a spring game. We got to talk about that still, but yeah. Um, um, and then anyway. uh, you want to talk about Adrian Martinez? Yeah. Let's talk on him real quick before we wrap up here. Uh, he got, we talked about this before. Um, Adrian Martinez is officially now a New Jersey general under Mike Riley. Uh, they're going to be playing the Birmingham Stallions opening their USFL season on Saturday, April 15th. We asked Josh Banderas about this. He said Martinez is going to tear up the USFL. Yep. Uh, I agree with him. The quarterback play, as Josh was saying, is not to the same standard as the NFL when it comes to that. So really good for Adrian. I'm glad that he's able to play football at a professional level. He deserved it. He just had some really unfortunate injury. He might have been playing in the NFL if it wasn't for his injury at Kansas State this year. Just really unfortunate yeah. for him. I, I I'm going to watch every game that he plays. I mean, if I can, if and I'll DVR him if I can't watch him. Yeah, as long as he's playing, he's he's subject to being injured, and that's the downside of of his career. But you're going to see some great play on that on the part of uh, Adrian. It, it's he's a great player to watch if he can stay healthy, and if he has an offensive line and and some receivers and a running game. Wow, it's going to be exciting. Um, Husker fans, I, I mean, I, I understand why he went to K-State, and he had a good year last year, except he got injured again. Yep. But I, uh, he's always going to be, I think, down and in, in true, he's going to be, I think he's a Husker player and a Husker fan. So I think Husker fans need to show their appreciation to him because I think he great, gave everything he had 
yeah, he had turnovers and we can talk about that, but uh, he was a, I think he was a fine player. I, I greatness wouldn't come to mind because of, of the winning win loss record, but he's uh, I, he has an amazing ability. He has some amazing talent and uh, just, if he can just stay healthy, it's, it's going to be a fun uh, season to, to watch. Mike Definitely. Riley, ironically, is going to be his head coach at the yeah, yeah, it's pretty funny. Yeah, um, that is all we have for you guys this week. We appreciate you listening as always, uh, Grandpa. I don't know if I told you this, but I designed some shirts yesterday, and I am sending one your way. Uh, I'll I'll mail it to you, but um, I'm going bring to it. just bring it when you come here. Oh, it's not going to be here until late March. It takes a little bit, but oh, okay. um, anyway. Uh, I'm gonna put. I'm gonna attach a little Google form. I don't know if you guys listening would enjoy this, but uh, I'll attach the images of the picture, uh, or sorry, of the shirt to a Google form, and you guys can fill out uh, just a little poll of if you'd like if you'd like to buy the shirt or not, and then we can see what we can do from there for you guys if you'd like that. I'll attach that to the show notes. Uh, other than that, go big red as always. Tell your we will friends. Talk to you guys Tell your next- oh, you! I forgot. <laughs> Tell your enemies, tell everyone to listen to the show. Uh, We're working on a Twitter still. Hopefully, we'll get it figured out this week. But go Big Red.